We're getting readings. We're getting live readings. Dude, the, the one thing I'll say, like, the more I'm talking to mics and shit, the more I realize, like, people, like, you'll see people talk, like, way up motherfucking close to the mic, and they're like, this is 8th Floor Special, welcome to another episode. And it sounds so much better than when you, like, sit, like, further That's back. That's true. There's a real science to this shit I'm finding out, bro. Are we live? Yeah, are we live, baby? Oh, I love it. The studio is ever so welcoming. I know. We're back on the East Coast. Adonis here. Adonis. What up? How was your night, my man? Uh, it was pretty good, man. I was just with one of my homegirls, grabbing a couple drinks. You know, it's funny. I was talking to her about how when we're 20, 21 years old, there's a lot of social pressure and obligation to go out and have a crazy, crazy night. Stay out till five in the morning, whatever. But now that we're in our mid-twenties, not that that's still not fun, but going home at 12 or one is completely fine resolution to the night and I don't feel any more remiss about it than if I stayed out an extra three or four hours. And in fact, it's a lot more efficient and forgiving on the rest of my weekend. <laughs> You're not conceding, are you? Is no, this... I'm, I'm not conceding, but I'm more open to the possibility of not okay. having an absolute wager <laughs> every time I have a day off the next day. Because <laughs> when it first when it first like started of me being an adult and having time off, I was such a weekend warrior, but now it's like, I still am a weekend warrior, I'm just not as axed to go out until God knows what hour every time I have the day off the next day. You kind of lose the urge, I think. i kind of been hit with that recently, too. I don't know about, like, dude, a hangover hits so much worse now. Like, I think the consequence that I'm gonna expect afterward, the consequence outweighs the act of going out. I would say it has to be pretty good. For me to stay out super super late mm. otherwise i mean you might as well just condense everything into a four hour night versus an eight hour night yeah and what are the components to going out anyways getting drinks doing some some potions outside of drinks <laughs> and getting jiggy with it with the opposite or the same sex right no mm. Just speaking very generically, not for me or you, but when people really I'm not go, saying I do this, no, no. Yeah, I've only heard from a friend of a friend that people oh. do this. <laughs> that but, thing was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> like, for real, I mean, people, well, what do people really look for when they're going out? Having a good time, which Is I it think, like a social thing? You think people yeah. also like to spend money in a way sometimes? Like they Dude, wanna... who likes spending, bro, I like getting shit bought for me. Dude, but I feel like sometimes it's more like they just keep going. And then, you know, everyone complains, I do this, I'm guilty of this. Who complains, like, oh man, I'm always broke. But then I'm like, who's spending all my money? It's me. So I think, <laughs> Who is like, it? Who can I trust? Can like, you trust myself? Dude, I'm, I'm the guy with the gun in the mirror pointing at himself. Exactly. Though. I'm saying, though, what are the actual components of going out? Like, there's a few uncertainties which make going out fun, especially if you're single. It's like, who am I going to meet? Am I going to meet. The person of my dreams. Am I going to meet the person who yeah. I brag about I to my friends that I hooked up with? <laughs> That's really attractive. Like, there's that element to it. Bring the dime square shoddy. The, the pollutant element to it of where you're taking different substances. And 
it's fun being in an altered state of mind. That's kind of it. Like, dancing is always fun, but that has a pretty short half-life. Like, I'm not going out to dance for six hours, you know? Yeah. I'd be sweating my balls off by the end. <laughs> you Like, dancing's fun, yeah, but that's that more babe. like a... Save the sweat, babe. Yeah, that, that's more something you do in moderation. It's, like, exhausting. It's pretty physically taxing, I think, too. Yeah, and then you think about the money that goes into it, the hangover... Ooh the dude i get depressed when i get hung over sometimes now i'll wake up and just feel like embarrassed to be alive sometimes embarrassed to be alive i can't say i've ever felt that necessarily from a hangover dude, it's, it's like a i think you need some of the liquid my... iv we got in the pantry <laughs> sponsored by liquid iv thank you very much it should be our shelves are looking a little bare liquid so iv and advil <laughs> the one-two punch dude i never have that shit on me i'm a pretty ill-prepared guy if i'm being honest like advil I don't have any Advil. I got Band-Aids. But, like, some of the random essentials I think I could like, <laughs> fall behind on. When does a Band-Aid ever come in handy to you when you're hungover? <laughs> I will say, like, sometimes... Put it, put it on my boo-boos, man. Yeah. And I'll feel so, like, sometimes, I guess when I was a little bit younger, i just wake up with random cuts and bruises on me. I can't say that's happened recently. That doesn't happen as often anymore. But I remember one time I, like, gashed my eyebrow. I had no idea how that happened. <laughs> I would just wake up with all these random ailments, and I'm like, what am I doing at night, dude? Am I, like, fighting a wall? Oh, is that your sleep? Your crazy-ass sleep patterns? I do have crazy sleep, but I, I don't think it was that. I probably just, I mean, in all honesty, it's kind of boring. I probably just fell when I was drunk and didn't really remember. Oh, I ran it. I walked into a tree one time, and I fucked up my... I had, like, a scab in the middle of... Almost dead center of my eyebrows. I was walking back from what used to be Durden's, and was having... I don't know, pretty okay time, I guess. And I was like walking, like stumbling down some empty street in New York in these village and there, and I just ran headfirst into a tree. I think Rohan did the same thing and we gave him a lot of shit for it. We were like, yo, if we ever see that tree, it's on site. (laughs) Three on one. Yo, this is Maplewood, homie. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. We're going to fuck What are you, Birch? Pussy shit. (laughs) We didn't rep that around here. Oh, Chop dude. your eyes down, make it a little book. But besides, dude, besides that, like, the two things we just mentioned, back to the whole going out component, mm. you spend so much time, you borrow time from the next day, you spend a lot of money, and it's like, don't get me wrong, I'm not shitting on going out. Going out is great. But I think the frequency that I used to go out, that's been kind of mitigated because it's like, okay... I don't need this every single night I have a free night. And, like, going out when you're in a a relationship is just... I'm not going to say moot, but (laughs) mute. Not moot, but mute. You know, I think I'm starting to realize that there are consequences to some things, you know? And maybe I should start using my fucking head before I do stupid things. Use one head over the other. Yeah. Everything's a butterfly effect, man. Like, you got to think three, four, five steps in advance. And it's not always easy to do that. Way easier said than done. The butterfly effect, yeah, man. But especially, you have to be conscious of the people you're hanging out with. That's and I'm going to take one. away a lot from this experience. I mean, it's fine. This experience didn't really, uh, didn't really mess anything up in the long term. But I think it's good to learn from. Like, I'm always, I'm always hyper aware of who I'm with and what kind of person they are. And I'll tailor my actions to that Mm. not that i'm like some 
some psycho who's resisting the urge to do some really bad stuff. <laughs> but you always have to market yourself in a certain light. And certain people are just, they're just on one all the time. And you need to be cognizant of that. They're just on one all the time. Yeah, like some people, like me, you, Apollo, just don't care. I mean, I'd do anything with you guys. But other people will take actions or jokes or whatever to heart and they'll crucify you for it. You ever think of the phrase as hell is other people? Hell is other people. Yeah. I think I've heard that. Hell is certain people, right? <laughs> I just... think it's a spectrum and they think like the wor- at their worst they're hell, but not every person is hell, but at their worst they are. And that, that does like imply that they can run the gamut and be as good. They can be as good as hell, and they can also be bad as hell. Dude, that's why it's really important to surround yourself with people who are tolerable and rational. Yeah. Like energy vampires, people who just drain and suck all the energy and life out of you. Those people will ruin your life. I'm not exaggerating. If you keep them around long enough, I mean... They say you're the average of the three to five people you spend the most time with. And if you're spending a lot of time with them... (laughs) Oh my god. They will absolutely mess you up. Well, you have... Yo. You have me and Apollo, and we're... We're dope as hell. (laughs) Shiny examples. We are the gentlemen of quality. Yeah, dude. We're the the gentlemen's club, for sure. (laughs) And then what? Number three would be my chick. Oh, we definitely talked about this on maybe a last podcast or a podcast before. Someone write in and let us know if we talked about this before. No, I'm 95% sure. Because we even brought up, like, oh, you eventually turn into your SO because oh. people spend a lot of time together. They say, yeah. essentially, fuse into one. You know what I was noticing in my conversations with the West Coast pals? Or, you know, the satellite office. The satellite office. In Hollywood. Our is that there are recurring things. Even, even in, like, the two conversations that we've had, like, people have their, like, patterns. I think the more, like... Like, in this experience of just, like, conversing with someone, I feel like you kind of learn... I think that's what conversing is, is, like, a sharing kind of thing. And you learn about the other person, and they learn about you, and then, like, you kind of come to expect certain things. It's like how you read people, or how you learn about people. Well, I think that's... them and listening to them. I think that's good in a way, because it's telling me that we're all on the same wavelength, and we're thinking and considering different things, but in a lot of ways the same things and that's what kind of makes people close right is if you have priorities and perspectives that are in line with each other you think it's like a spectrum of personalities that you can fall in yeah that's just a very slippery slope because personalities are just 18 million dimensions an infinite personality yeah I mean there's so many nuances to people but I think if thematically you have a couple things in common and you're thinking about a few things that are tangential to each other your personalities can be completely different but if you're still focused on those few things even if it's in the moment I mean probably gonna be pretty close and then the fact that your personalities are so different is gonna bring a lot of different perspectives to those same themes that you're ruminating over you know what this reminds me of is they uh, they got new photos of the black hole in the center of the Milky Way. Is <laughs> <Was> that it? <laughs> and uh, it's the size of four million suns. That always trips me out. 
Dude, can you even fathom the idea, like, of how big even our country is? Shit, it takes this long to drive, like, across town. Like, what a hassle. Changing freeways in L.A., this fucking sucks. But then, dude, that's, like, the size of that alone is minuscule. I forgot the anomaly. Not the anomaly. What's it called? The amelie. I'm totally blanking. <laughs> Maybe you leave this in or add this out. <laughs> yeah, what we're talking through, talk through it. It's one coming. thing... Am I saying metaphor? Maybe. Oh my god. Analogy? Analogy. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, yo. We landed it. We, we landed got it. it. It only took us eight minutes. <laughs> I, might, I might keep that in for posterity's sake. Maybe. Keep me honest. I'm not always the most coherent human being in the world. Um, yeah, I think the analogy was that uh, like the size of the earth is to the universe as... Well, the size of the Earth to, like, one grain of sand is to what the size of the universe is to, like, our entire galaxy. Or just something unfathomably giant. Infinite. Dude, I do think that gives really nice perspective, though. Like, when I'm bugging out about something that's... Honestly, dude, honestly, anything you freak out about in comparison to everything is pretty small. But yeah. whenever I'm bugging out about something, you kind of take that very macro view of none of this matters, almost nihilistic. Mm. But at the same time, you can't live like that because you're going to be like some homeless hippie and you're not really going to have a fulfilling life. So I feel like it's very important to be able to distinguish when to have a very macro view and kind of be like, okay, none of this matters. We're all on this spinning rock millions of miles from the sun that's gonna eventually just explode um and then have a micro view it's of like burn out yeah <laughs> exactly or whatever whatever the hell happens um and then it's also important to have like a micro view it's like important to care about your clothes and how you look and how you present yourself and you know the quality of your work or whatever yeah i or, don't think you can let the vastness of it all keep you from the things that actually do affect you on a daily day yeah so i think today i think right. the thing that you need to get good at is oscillating between the two one to have Yo, like an oscillator tattoo today yeah motherfucker. exactly we're bringing it all back Shit. but you need to have perspective one at certain points and perspective two at other points and there's a lot of perspectives but i'm just kind of generalizing like there's a spectrum between macro and micro Mm-hmm. But you kind of teeter between the two, I think. I think it's like an, yeah, like an impracticality in thinking almost. Like you can't afford to think a certain way because you'll your life will suffer. Like it's almost undeniable, unless suffering is all relative to begin with anyway, and maybe someone's piece is another person's like insanity. Yeah, it's all relative. It's crazy, and maybe it is, maybe it all is. Maybe it all is relative depending on just who you're looking at. But I do, I see. I am on that level. of practicality where i see what you mean like even to you know have even the nicest or even like the bare by our standards in like um, you know american new york city our standards of like a good living you have to make money yeah you gotta embrace the day-to-day hustle you gotta love capitalism you gotta be you gotta be on the tolerate it here for the grussel up at 6 a.m jog five miles take a cold shower and then just start making money. We do have a very good apartment for the money we're paying. I'd say. I was just talking to uh, my friend who I, 
I went out with and her and her girlfriend are looking for a one bedroom apartment and their budget is like four thousand forty five hundred. They can't find any one bedroom for that money. And telling me there's not one one bedroom for that money. I mean there's a few, but they have I'm not gonna say they're the pickiest, but they have certain they got standards. Do they want like a doorman? Kind of. I've seen. They don't even want a doorman. They've, I've seen that friend's former building, right? And it's kind of nice. They just want laundry. With the green couch. Yeah, they just want Dude, laundry and unit. That's and maybe, their one stipulation. Maybe one or two other things. Maybe a window here or there would be nice too. Yeah, window optional. <laughs> Bathroom also. We can optional. give on the window. They just need the laundry and unit. Just give me a piss pot. You know, a little closet at the end of the hallway. More business. Sink optional too. Huh. Maybe just one sink between the bathroom and the kitchen. Yeah, that would make so much sense. It's yeah. really just more efficient that way. Damn, man, I'm still kind of pissed about my joint. Yeah, that's annoying. It was. You saw the confidence I walked out that door with. I was so certain it was in there, and if you didn't ask, we would have just found The confidence you walked out, the confidence you texted me with. That's why I came home. <laughs> Not actually. That pitch. But it did help. Always be closing, my man. Remember those ABCs. 100%. Not that I need to tell you that. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a bummer. Probably, a, it's seriously under his couch. That's where it's got to be. For well, listeners at home, I lost a joint getting a tattoo today, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Left my apartment, hit up a little joint ski spot. It was in my cigarette case, and then I dropped my cigarettes, roll under the couch, I grab them. The joint must have gone. It just must have gone out. That's an act of God. You want to talk about butterfly effects. R.I.P. Damn, there was another... We'll do another one in there, honor. Yeah, we'll just have to make up for it next time. The dispensary that I got it from says they're opening a cafe. Is there dispensaries around here now? Yeah, it's by Poco. I just paid cash. They're like, yeah. Really? But they had a little, you know, counter. In but you, you can't pay credit card, though? Uh, they take Zelle. So that means they're legal ish probably something like that i would imagine the guy who owns it is uh from socal that makes sense checks (laughs) out yeah sounds about right he's just hunting for opportunity me and him you know give him a little fist bump on the way and he's like i see what you're doing and he's like no i see what you're doing you guys are doing out here (laughs) you know we east coasters we know what the fuck you guys are up to but if you get a good network for this guy i mean it could be very creative for you. The sky's the limit. You could just get a bunch of free bud. Is that not living the dream? To do drugs for free? <laughs> when you like? Not you have to do them all the time, but just like free. Well, that goes back to like our whole conversation about retiring. and mm. What would you do once you're tired? And I'm just, just like I'd be bored. I think this came up in the very first conversation I had in this podcast series with Kat and it was like we were talking about something about like in Roman times or something how when there was all times of peace like they just didn't do much. Right. And I think like when stakes are high people do perform better and I think you can get in you can kind of get into like this kind of lethargic state you know like complacency like oh this is good enough kind of yeah. And it's usually it usually is good enough if you feel that way, but you know, it's like what else is there? I think there's like probably yet another spectrum of people where some are like, eh, kinda worth it to push, kinda not, kinda yes, kinda no, and then there's crazy people on both ends of the spectrum who are like 
I don't have to do anything other than just this, and I'm good. And then there's other people who like, I have to do this times a million. And I'm Steve Jobs. How much would you need from the podcast to quit your actual job? Like per month? Give me a salary per month. 5K? 5K? Can you remind me what the question was? <laughs> oh, how much you would need from the podcast to quit this job, to quit your job? Oh, yeah, I'd need more than five, bro. <laughs> Pushing double digits? 100%. I would need like 50. And A also, month? Yeah, also, yes, 50 a month. Jesus, your number's 10 times. Yours is 10x mine. What it the is. fuck? Did I explain? Well, if I'm going to leave my job to do a podcast, it needs to have significant upside. I think the significant upside is getting paid to just, like, chat up. And in, I think the fun thing of a podcast, being any kind of person that someone listens to, they want your life to be cool. It's like a cycle, I think, of celebrity, kind of. So I think if people like what you're saying and you're making a certain amount, your life goes kind of exponential from, like, it just seems like a different kind of world where people pay for everything. Like, even if you are making just 5K, you're getting all this shit comp. It sounds like a, I think that's, like, the celebrity lifestyle. Someone who's, like, famous doesn't have to wait in that line. They can just go in. And I think that's kind of what people up why that's why they want to be famous. Adonis, you gonna pass out on, on live air, bro? We got Adonis asleep on the mic. Ed will hit a little hard. And that's a safe place to call it a night, kiddos. In my arms when I want you And all your charms whenever I want you All I have to do Dream, 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 dream when I feel blue In the night and I need you To hold me tight whenever I want you All I have to do is dream I can make you mine, taste your lips of wine